Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Listeners, today we have Renee Marietta. Did I say Mariah. that right? Mariah. Mariah. Oh, wow. I was trying to be really fancy. I know you live in Italy now. I know you're from Colorado, but Mariah, I was like, I'm yeah. really fancy. <laughs> so you're a, you're a transformational uh, coach uh, with kind of a hyper focus on, on women. And that kind of reason for that is really kind of in your backstory. And we'll get to that, but kind of walk us through a transformational coach. What, do, what does that entail? So I work with people that really want to um, transform their business from maybe just like a small business to a bigger business, or maybe they're just wanting to shift completely into a whole new business, a whole new realm. Um, and they don't really know how to do that. And, you know, whatever aspect of their lives, I really work primarily with people that are in the business world, although I also do other things, but um, people that just really want to shift some aspect of their lives in their business realm. Okay. So like, is there, is it like, cause I know in your history, you felt that you were in a very male dominated mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. Is that where a lot of your clients come from where they kind of feel the same yeah. way and they're, you're trying to find a way to cope with it or has that? It is. So, you know, being in the male dominated environment, um, First of all, I'm six foot tall, and um, so I really stood out. Uh, I have a math degree and a physics degree. I speak multiple languages. And so uh, I was accepted by men and yet not. I was accepted by women and yet not. So I was kind of in this weird transitional place in my life. And so um, trying to figure out how to fit in really um, led to a um, figuring out how to manage, figuring out how to be in business, figuring out I had to do it all on my own. And so I want to help other women that they don't quite fit this mold. They don't quite fit that mold. They want to run a business, but businesses are really driven by um, competition or this this bottom dollar kind of figure and women don't they don't necessarily think that way we don't necessarily think that way right we we are more relational creatures so helping women understand how they can be in business and be themselves is what i really do focus on primarily so would you say then i guess for your, your male clients because you do have male clients mm -hmm. are, are they less relationship based but more kind of number based more kind of like competitive based yes Yes, and often they have a lot of women on their team and they may not know exactly how to communicate with them. And so a lot of times I find myself in a position where I'm helping them understand how to language things, how to talk to their team and really build that team up so that every so that there's trust on both sides because and we both know that it's a very divided society right now and so helping people kind of bring all of that together is really my focus it's so funny i i dive deep into it maybe i don't know a year and a half two years ago about the idea of, of the different love languages and how some yeah. women speak one language men speak another, and you're kind of like trying to understand that and i guess i never really uh put that together with the idea of business too 
right. there's different languages, different ways of speaking, different ways of communicating. So right. that's a very interesting way of, of bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, so walk us, walk us through your journey. Where did you, I know you grew up in Colorado, correct? That is correct. Yes. So I grew up in Colorado and then we moved to Oregon when I was um, teenager, high school age. Um, I spent a year in Brazil. I was an exchange student. And then I came back and did college in Southern Oregon. And I ended up going to the Southern Oregon University and finishing in math and physics. So I started my journey in a very male dominated environment, right? So um, math and physics is very masculine heavy. And then I shifted all, we ended up moving to California and I ended up in gas and oil. And so that's where I started my business my business world was down in gas and oil and male dominated environment. So yeah, that's um, been I, an interesting journey. My, my sister is an engineer or one of my sisters is an engineer. And I think it was 20 some people in her class. And I think it was her and one other woman that yeah. was there. And it was so, yeah. I what? was um, the only woman in my graduating physics class. Oh, wow. Okay. So how does that, how does that interaction kind of come about? I mean, there's, were, was it harder to be on different groups? Did they, were you getting more attention that you, you, you mm. kind of should have? Because I mean, how was that uh, interaction mm. with uh, your colleagues? You know, it was interesting because um, my colleagues accepted me. Um, the, my male colleagues accepted me. They didn't always understand me because a lot, I'm very intuitive. And so uh, a really good example in my physics lab, one of my physics labs, my, uh, I was working with two, they were super brilliant um, guys that I worked with. I was an older student. And I said, that answer isn't right. And they're like, well, what do you mean it's not right? I said, it's not right. I don't know why it's not right. It just doesn't feel right to me. And they were <laughs> like, what do you mean it doesn't feel right? They both kind of looking at each other and the professor came over and he says, she's actually correct. The answer's wrong. Now you guys need to go back and figure out why. So we, we had to sit down and figure out where we had made the mistake. But for me, it, intuitively, I knew it was incorrect. And so they started to learn to look to me and go, okay, what is your intuition saying, Renee? So they got real good at, what's your intuition? <laughs> So we had a good balance. We we had a really great balance, which was nice. Now, now when you actually joined a company, joined corporate world, I mean, I guess it'd be harder to to go off of intuition and say, "Hey, this doesn't feel right." I mean, so how did how did that how did you change? I guess the way you converse with uh, some of your colleagues in that in that profession or in that avenue. Um, so the company that I worked for, technically, that that is absolutely correct. There was um, my language was very black and white. The client that I worked with, ironically, um, also men, they, for whatever reason, kind of flowed with it. They just were like, okay, Renee said her intuition's off. Let's stop and think about this a little bit. So it was, it was a really interesting kind of mix. And, um, you know, the results at the end of the day, the results is what are what really kind of showed everybody that Renee's intuition was not so crazy out there anyway. And so the client really, really began to rely on and appreciate my intuition. Okay. And you're in the profession. So you were there for 15 years, right? In corporate yes. world. Okay. Right. 
Now, how was that? I mean, where was the frustration coming from? I know you used the idea that that was a very male dominated community. So the frustration really came from the man that I worked for and the men that I worked with um, in the company. Um, so my clients were fantastic. They accepted me. They, um, uh, again, you know, of course I worked with a lot of different teams. And so there was this constant moving around in different teams, working with different teams, different people all of, all of the time, but they came to understand that I could communicate with different people. So what I did in gas and oil is, um, I facilitated meetings. And in facilitating those meetings, you have to be able to speak different languages, different languages. I say it like that, you know, the engineer, the manager, the operator, the rotating equipment guy, they all speak different languages, even though English is the base, right? So they understood that my ability to kind of shift and pull out the best of each one of those people was my gift. And so they, they, my client was fantastic in that, but my, my actual boss and I, we had a very difficult time. He treated me very poorly and a couple of, um, couple of my colleagues as well. So that made it very difficult. There was no, there was no appreciation, understanding or room for, for me being able to speak up and say, okay, this isn't right, you know? And I was always on advocating for my clients, which to me made total sense as a, you know, as a business, you should always advocate for your clients, right? And somehow I felt like I was always at odds with the people that I was working with, within my own organization. And so it just, it became so um, controversial and so challenging. I just finally said, okay, I'm done. And so I ended up walking out. Now, did your male colleagues feel that same frustration with that boss? Because it sounded like your boss was very strong-willed, strong-minded. Yes, um, my boss was very strong-willed, strong-minded. Uh, several of the male colleagues didn't have the issue. It, was real, it really was the women within the organization. Okay. In fact, my marketing director now um, also came from that company. She left about a year and a half after I did. And um, I think every woman that I know of that worked there has left at some point in time. Um, I lasted two years, four years, five, four or five years for him directly. I mean, I, I know it's, it's different. And, you know, you see in bad relationships, right? Where mm -hmm. abusive relationships, where uh, sometimes the partner will stay in that relationship over time because they don't know a way out, right? right? And it sounds like this is kind of a little bit similar to that. Correct. How did you find a way? How did you start thinking about, okay, I need to build something else to get out of where I'm at right now? So that really came from um, recognizing that my language and the way I languaged things was different, right? So we mm -hmm. talked a little bit about that. Um, I, I recognized my clients had an appreciation for me. They, they understood me. They, um, they understood that I was a relationship based person. And so I was able to build that relationship with my clients. 
And so I recognized that I did things differently, like, and I treated my colleagues um, that worked underneath me because I, I managed, did manage to become a manager um, just by default, really more than anything. Um, so, you know, I ended up uh, leaving because I knew that I could create a different type of environment. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted an environment that I was comfortable in, the people that worked with me were com comfortable in, that my clients knew that if I came or somebody else within my organization came, they were going to get the same kind of quality. It wasn't going to be, you know, this person's good, that person's not, this person maybe mm, kind of thing. They knew that I had a different kind of opinion about how to run things. And so, uh, yeah, so I ended up, my husband was very supportive and I stepped out on my own and have been doing it ever since. I mean, I've had, I've had people that I've talked about, okay, just one day I just did it. And other people go, okay, it was a six month process, two year process mm -hmm. to actually transition outwards. Mm -hmm. What was that for you? Um, well, I can tell you the day and the time that I made the decision. Okay. <laughs> it was June 29th, 2009 at 9.37 a.m. Wow. That I made the decision. And it took me four months to kind of lay things out in a, um, to make sure that I was still going to be able to do what I do without being in, in legal um, hot water with him. Um, you know, to be able to manage some of my clients and that sort of thing. So it took me about four months to step out on my own and then move on. But I, yeah, I, I knew, I knew <laughs> it was done. <laughs> so, so from the time that you were with the corporation, you were getting steady pay, I'm guessing, right? You weren't right. 1099. Okay. Now you're, you're starting your own company. You're building your own company the paychecks kind of can vary getting clients, things like that. Mm -hmm. How was that transition? So that transition was for me actually remarkably uh, straightforward after the first paycheck. Um, the first paycheck was kind of biting fingernails. Um, but once I got that first paycheck, everything was pretty, pretty steady only because I was very fortunate in that I was, uh, I had clients already because they all knew me, everybody knew me. And um, so that that made it rel relatively easy for me to step out into my own realm and um, then make that shift. Now, that's not to say that's always been the case or remained that way, but yeah, I was pretty lucky. Well, I know you talked about how women and men look at, I guess the business world a little bit different, more relationship-based mm -hmm. for women, men a little more um, competitive base, maybe not everyone, but kind of generalities. Now for yourself, how did that transition happen where you're now your competitive base, where you're trying to build your numbers up, get more profitability every year and things like that? Well, okay, so I am and I'm not, right? Okay. So I, when I left, the company that I left uh, was very quota driven. Like if I didn't meet quotas, there was a penalty, you know, penalty, I was penalized in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, so I, that kind of energy just left me like full of angst, right? And frustration. And um, I didn't want that. And so shifting that over, it was more about how can I build the relationship with, with this client as opposed to I'm gonna chase this particular project and then I'm gonna chase that project, right? So it was really about 
um, creating, uh, um, I'm going to help you kind of energy with my clients. And so what ended up happening is it ended up just my, my relationships went like this, right? So now instead of just this one single project or this one series of projects, they're like, Hey, you know, we want you to do this. Hey, we want you to do that. Oh, oh, you do that too. Oh, fantastic. And, you know, and I was educating my client. So I spent a lot of time educating my client in um, what we do and how to improve themselves so that they didn't need me all of the time. So that there's an irony in there, right? And in so doing, they, they learned to rely on me a lot. So they knew that I wasn't just chasing the dollar, but that I really had their best interest at heart. And so that created a whole different energy with my clients. And in so doing, just blossomed. I like the word educating. You educated your clients. I mean, I think that's mm -hmm. something that a lot of business owners forget to do. I, I know in the real estate profession, I think that's something that's totally forgotten. It's more transactional based. But if you educate them, hey, if I do you right, can you basically tell your friends about me? Or maybe I can help you with this. I can give you feedback on this idea. But at least right. knowing what's possible for them. So I think that's I think it's a great exactly. way of looking at it. Um, now you said when you first started going out, all right, it, the paycheck after that first one, it was good. Yet that wasn't always the case. Can you walk us through what happened there? Um, so I guess it was 2017. Uh, one of my largest clients decided to shift how they make payments. They went to a new pay process. And um, in that year, 68% of my invoices were um, a month or two late. They were, they averaged 60 or 60, six weeks late. And that same period of time, um, I made a couple of decisions. I hired somebody that wasn't good for the company and um, the classical female thing where I didn't want to fire them because I felt bad for them, right? So I had to learn how to be compassionate with myself and say, look, I, I need to let go of this person because this is not good for me, my business or them or my client. So I had to learn some, um, some of the more male energetic kinds of things in running my business. I had not had to let somebody go in the past. Um, so it was very, it was a very different kind of um, energy. And so that, that rolled into 2018. And so then 2018, because of that, um, we started having some financial difficulties, not getting that paycheck from that, you know, the one, the one client, and then another client, um, they had a couple of them were late. So we had like this whole series of late paychecks. And we travel until COVID, we traveled all of the time. So we had to pay all our expenses up front and then get reimbursed for them. And that had a huge, it has a huge impact on cash flow, right? And so it was like, oh. um, so yeah, we we faced a really dark period of time there and almost went out of business. This is a, a, a question when people go through hard times, I was, I'm curious, what's your why? What, what pushed you through to actually keep progressing with the business and maybe not go back to corporate world? So what made me, um, first of all, I knew I could, I would never fit into corporate. Um, I'm, I'm just not that personality. And I knew that. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing was that 
um, I, I, I knew that my business was a viable business. I knew that my um, clients, my team, you know, they were, my team is phenomenal. I love my team. Um, and I knew that we had raised the bar in a lot of areas within our realm. So I, I knew that our clients relied on us heavily as well. So we pushed through. Um, I, I renegotiated some things with the clients um, in terms to pay, you know, paying in a shorter period of time. And uh, I think women forget that they can do that. The women forget that they can renegotiate things. You know, it's not a set in stone the way it always is, right? I let go of some people. I also got very real with everybody and said, here's where we're at. You guys have a choice. Two people opted to leave and everybody else kind of rolled up their sleeves and said, okay, let's do this, right? So I, I got real with everybody and then we were able to move forward. Um, my why really quite frankly was because um, I love it. I love what I do. I love the clients that I have. I love the team that I have. And so I just, we went through it. So when you said you renegotiated, that was with your clients to what's that renegotiating look like? So I, I, I reached out to them and I said, okay, first of all, you guys, you, you really screwed us over when you switched over to this new pay, whatever organization that you're using and everything was late and they were on a net 60 days. And so we renegotiated and I said, I'll give you a discount if you pay me in this period of time. So they're now on a net 20. Hmm. And um, so, you know, by doing that, right? There's a give and a take, but I get paid a whole lot faster. So my cash flow is a whole lot better for sure. sure. Now, and now with COVID, we don't travel anymore. We do everything via Zoom now, which is fantastic. So that profitability has just jumped up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you could talk to maybe yourself or someone else that's in a corporation that they feel like they're stuck in, what kind of advice would you give that person? Hmm. So there are a couple of different things, right? First of all, um, they have to look within and ask themselves, is it, am, I, am I stuck because I am choosing to focus on the negatives, right? So there's one area and a lot of people do, right? You, you, it's easy to get stuck into the negative, especially right now in this kind of period. It, there's all the, oh, I hear this all the time. Oh, wow, um, so, where is that coming from? If it's really coming from within, are you really stuck or is that a, your your own doing, right? So the second thing, if if in case they are always in kind of more upbeat energy and really not a put on a mask upbeat, but really deep down inside satisfied with life in spite of, right, energy, then um, my suggestion to them would be to start looking at other opportunities and to ask themselves, where where can I be of best service? Where can I be most um, feel the most satisfied? What is it that I really want? Because maybe they're keeping themselves there because they've chosen to keep themselves small, and they're afraid to step out on their own, or maybe they're afraid to step out into another area of the company or another you know another company. And so when when there's fear. It, I, that's a negative energy and that kind of keeps you small. That keeps you kind of, I'm going to stay here. And it's very easy to do. It's very easy to keep yourself that stuck, but it's also easy to step out on it. <laughs> Where do you think that comes from to keep yourself stuck, to keep yourself small? What's fear. that? 
it's fear. a fear. It's very much a fear. And and our society doesn't um, really, you know, we we herald the heroes, right? But at the same time, all of as soon as I stepped out on my own, my friends and family, other than my husband, were like, well, why on earth would you do that? Hmm. Right? There was there the support wasn't there. So I went and found myself the support. I found friends that were like, hey, good job, right on. I'm excited for you. Wow, what are you doing? You know, find yourself a circle of people. If you're surrounded by people that are like, what on earth are you thinking? Then you're with the wrong people, right? You're just with the wrong people. Yeah, and I think people listening right now, it's not necessarily that they um, are trying to hold you back. They're trying to look down upon you. They just might not know better. Right. And like my mother, for example, she she was my the best for me, right? But she just could not understand why on earth I would want to run my own business, yeah. right? It was it was never a matter of trying to keep me from succeeding or keep me from being happy. She just couldn't she just couldn't understand. Some of my friends is like, why would you want that hassle? You know, it, it's just this like you said, it's a lack of comprehension. It's really what it comes down to. Now, if if someone's, um, I mean, looking for a transformation, they want to basically they love what you what you said, and they want to hear more about you or more about the opportunities that uh, they can sign up with you. What's the best way of them kind of reaching out or following you? So they can find me um, just about anywhere <laughs> on LinkedIn. Um, so LinkedIn, Renee Morata at LinkedIn. Uh, I have a website, ReneeMorata.com, and it's brand new. And um, Instagram, Facebook, all of all of the above. So you can either find me at ReneeMorata.com or Renee Morata or CEO Essence. Um, I think my Instagram handle is CEO Essence. Well, thank you, Renee, for being on the thank podcast. You. One Thanks last question. <laughs> no, my, my pleasure. One last question. If if we had you on the podcast from five years from now, who what would be different from you? Where will you be? Who will Renee be at that time? What will be different? Well, Renee will be running retreats. That will be one thing that will be different. Um, I will be living in Portugal instead of in Italy. That'll be another uh, thing that's different. And um, and I'll be working with the corporate clients with CEO Essence as well, not just with risk. So why moving to why moving to Portugal? Um, well, first of all, it's by the ocean <laughs> and i'm in the mountains i want to be by the ocean um i speak portuguese fluent portuguese and i'm struggling with learning italian and um it's it's um a little bit warmer okay i'm in the alps you know e- it's snowy it's e- gorgeous easy, easy enough <laughs> easy enough well thank you thank you renee for being on here uh, hopefully everyone listening got some great information if you feel like you're in that rut i mean assess it assess it see what else is out there see if it's you mm-hmm. see if it's the environment uh if you need some some guidance reach out to renee and uh, if you like what you heard reach out to renee and please subscribe please share it to the podcast i uh, hope you guys have a great uh, rest of your day thank you very much thank you for listening to the road to growth success of an entrepreneur please like subscribe and stay connected visit www.theenriquezgroup.com yeah i created a website hope to see you again next week the enriquez group signing off